Okay, so Ryan Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Dar Kecha. We're on page Shin Ayin Tes. We're still doing the first uh, part of the essay, Pnimius Iser Malocha. We already explained that what the purpose of working during the six days of the week are, that although we do activities that seem to show that God is not running the world, we do them in order to overcome those activities and say that although we're working, Hashem is taking care of everything, which now sets us into subsection Gimel, where we say that that is the way we serve Hashem during the weekday in order to clarify the concealed truth that although we're doing things, but we clearly are displaying through our thoughts, speech, and action, that it's all Hashem. But on Shabbos, all of nature has been nullified. And it is clearly revealed the, the reality of the light of Hashem, where there's Enod Novato, and all of reality of nature and what comes out of it is all nullified. And there's no place at all for man's activities of work. Because there's no there's no reason for it. We see palpably that it's all Hashem, and therefore any activities of man is a waste. When you're in the world of Shabbos, it's totally clear. As it says in footnote Reish Nun, it says, Kisheshes Yomimos Hashem es Hashemais for on six days Hashem made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. Shabbos teaches us about the creation of the world and the revelation of the unity of Hashem, and that's the gift that Hashem gave us to recognize that unity and to understand there's nothing else but Hashem. Therefore, a goy who keeps Shabbos is Chayiv Misa, because a goy only has a connection to the shame Eloikim, the shame of Hashem that teaches about nature. But on Sheshes Yomim also Hashem Yudke Vavke, the Jewish people have been revealed the inner content that everything comes from Hashem, and that's the name of Yudhe and Vavhe, that teaches that the light of Hashem is all of reality, but it's just enclosed within the name Elohim, which is nature, and therefore externally it looks like there's another natural reality. But if we have a Muna in the unity of Hashem, we don't do work on Shabbos. There's no purpose of doing the work because Hashem's doing everything. And on the seventh day, that's when we have to recognize that it's all Hashem. And there's no meaning at all to the word nature or activities or effort of a person. When there's concealment, so we get in the six days of the week, we go into the world of concealment. And while we're engaged in the world of concealment, our test is to still understand it's all Enod Movado. But on Shabbos, where the heavens open up, as it were, and it's clear Hashem's reality is there, and there is no concealment if we go into that world, so what's the purpose of working? There's no point in doing it. There's no time of a test. And therefore he continues, and therefore the inner aspect of resting from work on Shabbos is a clear emuna and nullification of nature that the truth is the inner aspect 
illuminates into the person to the point that there's no desire to do anything because you know clearly that your actions do nothing and all your physical realities and nature are totally nullified in your eyes. And therefore it's understood that someone who, God forbid, does work on Shabbos, what does that really mean? It means he's a denier of all of what Shabbos teaches us. And he's revealing with his incorrect actions that he thinks that truthfully there is nature. And he contradicts the truth that's being revealed on Shabbos and can fall into the mistaken realm of the Klippas. And therefore the Pesach says, anyone who does Melocha on Shabbos is put to death because the Klippa enters and the Klippa is like death. Instead of clinging to the Shekhinah, which is life, as it says in Sefer Dvarim, Hashem says, life and death I've given before you, a blessing and a curse, and choose life so that you and your children will live to, to love Hashem to hear his voice and to cleave to him, for he is your life and the length of your days. End of quote. And therefore, every time that a person holds himself back from doing work on Shabbos, you should have the kavan in your heart to emphasize the inner aspect, not just to say, well, I don't work on Shabbos, but you think, why am I not working on Shabbos? Because that's what Hashem commanded me. And with that, I will merit to understand and to know with a greater inner understanding that the efforts, the work of a person accomplishes nothing and everything is from Hashem. So let's give a simple example. You got a brand new suit on Shabbos. Just as Shabbos starts, a huge ketchup stain goes on your brand new suit. It's already It doesn't matter. Our inclination is what's expensive suit. If I let this ketchup stain stay for 24 hours, it's going to be major cleaning bills. So what do you want to do? Your instinct is just quick wash it off. It's only going to be 10 seconds. Why was 10 seconds? Just it's not work. Clean. Now, let's even say if the suit would be permanently damaged. That could be three, four hundred dollars. So what are you trying to prove? That you're going to save money? So that, the, the initial instinct, because what happened during the week, you clean it. So I got to clean it. Oh man, look what that shop has cost me all this money. Right? And it always happens. You get a freshly cleaned shirt. Boom. Staying happens the first second. You have to realize this is how I'm giving up and showing Hashem's in charge of everything. It's not holding me back from being what I'm supposed to be. It's to live in that reality one day of the week that all efforts are useless. That's the that's the the kavani you have to have. Now the fourth subcategory on page Shinpei, it's all in a bracket. He says so since the inner understanding of the prohibition of doing work on Shabbos is to strengthen our emuna. And to distance ourselves from being caught in the grasp of nature and its concealment. So now we see another point comes out of it that included in Shmira Shabbos, although it's not a, a, 
a halacha that you must keep, but it's a concept that you should be aware of and live in that, is to stay away as far as possible from any types of klipos, anything that's not the will of Hashem. And even though during the week that they're permitted to do during the week and even necessary to do during the week, it's not allowed to do on Shabbos, certainly things that you should stay away on Shabbos from things that even the weekday, it's not so proper to do. Because we got to totally nullify ourselves totally from nature and the concealment and to sanctify us as much as possible and to distance ourselves from things that are not the will of Hashem. So if during the week, it's a mitzvah to work. It's supposed to work. Hashem wants you to work. And that's something that's good to do. You don't do on Shabbos. Okay, how about things that, not talking about Averos, obviously, but things that Hashem doesn't really, not that crazy for you to do it even during the weekday. You certainly shouldn't do it. So everyone to their level. What are, what are we talking about? The aspect of sanctify yourself with that which is permitted to you and stay away from things that are not prohibited. But the rabbis aren't too excited about it. That maybe according to Allah it's allowed, but a person knows in the depths of his heart that they push you away from cleaving to Hashem and Amunah. And that is something that that is very understandable, that to merit, to receive the holiness of Shabbos, and Shabbos is the true light of Hashem that's not concealed, so any behavior that we do should be suited to that level of Amunah, and don't give any place for the Klippa, even in things that are permitted. So the most obvious example and the most greatest challenge is fressing on Shabbos. Now, is it usher to fress during the week? It's not usher to fress during the week. But the rabbi said you should, you know, try to sanctify yourself and don't fress. So what happens on Shabbos? That's the big tithes, to fress. Okay, there's an need to eat a little more. Because remember, during the week, you're not supposed to eat that much at all. Or a little better. So you eat a little better, a little more. But to fress, okay, are you, did you, were you machal Shabbos? No. You're going to get lashed? No. But if you want to feel the light, if if you're in the presence of the light, I don't have to make that much effort to live. <laughs> I had a piece of chicken. Fine. No, I have to have six pieces of chicken. Okay, anyway, that's you know, it's not we're gonna we're not gonna give uh drushes and reprimand people on this. You can't have it all. You can have light or you can have so but it's a choice one has to understand. And therefore, in conclusions, he says. So to explain the depths of not working on Shabbos is Shabbos, the Amuna is supposed to be clear and complete. There's no aspect of nature, no aspect of work and activities of the person because we see that all actions are futile. And why do things for no reason? And if you do malacha, then you are contradicting this concept of Amuna that's being revealed on Shabbos. And that's not like during the weekdays, that even in the weekdays, the, the pathway is different. And there's a there already is a concept of concealment. And the true light is not totally revealed. And Hashem wants it that way. And Hashem wants it externally to show that a person is doing things. 
But the malacha that he does has to be done according to the halachas of the Torah that shows he recognized that everything's from Hashem and a person's only a kli and a shliach. Therefore, when you go to work, you don't cheat. Why don't you cheat? Everybody cheats. What are you talking about? The whole point is to cheat, to find the legal way to, uh, what's the word? To, uh, to outsmart people. Doggy dog, as long as you don't break Canadian law, you can do whatever you want. You can mislead, you can do whatever you want. You just know the law better than the other. But Hashem is saying, I'm not interested in that. If you are doing Hashem's work, you're not misleading anybody. You let things go. If there's a machlokas, you just let it go. It's not that important. That's what he wants. So therefore, our, our actions, Hashem wants us to do things to show that in the concealment we still understand the truth. But Shabbos says, don't do any work. Don't contradict this truth that now is revealed on Shabbos. And don't give a place for the falseness of the klipas. Because once that happens, because that means we have to give away and negate any importance to klipos and to act in a way that shows complete faith in HaKadosh Baruch And that's why we don't do anything that is productive Anything that shows that we are accomplished in things without Hashem. Every aspect. And that's what we're saying. And therefore, what are you doing? You're davening. Davening doesn't show you don't believe in Hashem. It shows you do. Learning. Being with family. Havering with people. Amazing. But don't do anything that's with Parnassa. Things about during the six days of the week. It's not there. It's all perfect in Hashem's eyes. Fixing which now moves to the second chapter, which now talks about chashivus hadiktuk b'halacha. Therefore, the importance of being very scrutinizing in halacha. This is going to take a bit of time. It'll take for sure the rest of today and for sure tomorrow and maybe into Wednesday. And there's some very important yesodos. The first yesod, the tzaddik says, we're on page Shin Pei Beis. Is the halachas of Shabbos are like mountains suspended on a hair's uh, string. Okay? And the Mishnah Brewer, in his introduction to Elche Shabbos, brings the words of the Yaros Dvash, of the importance of learning the halachas of Shabbos. If you don't learn the halachas of Shabbos, it's almost for sure going to be, you're going to stumble and you're going to sin and Mechal Shabbos without even knowing it. You're not into it. Well, whatever, you just don't know. And we already said you'd be very careful, Shabbos, to not bring a blemish to the light that is shining on Shabbos and don't give a grasp for the Klippus to come. So it's very important. So now, how far do we go with this? And this important idea is he's going to bring out. First thing a person might say is there's so much detail in Halacha. I want to just eat a piece of fish. That's a big strain. You got Hilchus Borer. I can't separate the psoles from the Ochel. I got to remember, I have to have three conditions before I eat it. I have to take the Ochel, the food, and leave the psoles behind. I got to take it with my hand, and I have to eat it right away. And if I'm missing any of those conditions, then I have sinned. Okay, and that really is cramping my stuff. I just want to eat. I just want to eat. 
I'm not even working. I don't even have a cell phone near me. I just want to have a piece of fish. No, 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 no. You got to know all the intricate halachas. And from that, I got mooks and this and that. And you start looking, oh, I, I, I'm going to be strangled. So it's, no, it's not true. Because the Jewish people accepted the Shabbos when they were in Mora, before Kabbalah Satyra. They accepted Shabbos. And right away on the first Shabbos, they kept all the halachas. How is it possible to know all the halachas? But the point is, when a person accepts upon himself and learns properly, set times, and he strengthens himself according to his ability, Hashem will help him. And he'll get a power from above to succeed. And that's how it's been in every generation. When a person makes the efforts to learn and makes efforts, then there's an extra protection from above to give you success. If you're really committed to the success... Hashem will help you. And of course, there may be some mistakes along the way, but that's understandable. But Hashem will guide you. And especially if you're learning the Torah properly, and especially Hilcha Shabbos properly, you get the strength to guard it when it comes to action. As we see that those that are careful to be meticulous in Allah, Hashem gives them the power to succeed with all their details and it's not so hard for them at all. Those who are used to keeping Shabbos, and once you get a hang of it, as they say, then you're able to keep almost everything. And okay, comes the occasional question, you're not sure what to do, so in and out, leave it out, or whatever. Or you go, go and ask a Shiloh. But it's, it's possible. That's number one. Next point, he's going to show you how important it is to be particular with the details. And here comes the next question. Okay, let's understand. What is the real panemius point of keeping Shabbos? It's my amuna and my cleaving to HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. So why is it so important that my actions have to be like that in every detail? In other words, okay, I want to keep Shabbos. I want to get close to Hashem. Fine. So let me drive to Shul on Shabbos. I'm not driving to work. I'm not driving. I'm not even going to stop off at the gas station. I'm just going to get in the car for one reason, to come to shul. That's it. Now, what, what am I doing? I don't want to work. I don't want anything. I just want to be in shul. I live too far away from a shul. I can't walk to shul. The nearest shul is a reform temple, and I don't want to go to a reform temple. You can drive. What? Anyway, so, so like... So, and main thing is, I, I, and, and it's not like I'm just driving to go to the beach and relax. No, I'm driving to go to shul. I'm going to be in shul for four hours. And I'll even have the, the shul lunch. I'll go back home, take a nap, and I'll drive back for shalashudis. <laughs> a clan of kite. And I, ready, and I drove Friday night to shul too. I've, I've been in shul a long time. Okay, so I drove three times. What's wrong with that? So, he's got to understand, if you really have Dvekas in a, in a Muna, okay, he, he, so that's what he's asking. So he's saying that's a big mistake because the outcome is very tragic. It's a trap of the Yetzirah. Because you have to know, even though the heart is the main thing, and Rachmana Libaboy, 
Zumal, Shmira Lamaisa, keeping it in reality, is the first thing you need to do. And it comes before any inner aspects or feelings of the heart. And he's going to explain why. Because the truth is, even though halacha is external, keeping halachas is external, it's not internal. It's I'm not doing a thing or I'm doing a thing. That's external in contrast to what's in the heart. But it's all, but that external is still the will of Hashem. And it's something Hashem told you to do. And therefore, it's very valuable and you can't be without it. So we could, for example, you really love your wife. You really do. But when she asks you to take out the garbage, you say, no, no, I don't have to take out the garbage. I love you. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. If you love me, why aren't you taking out the garbage? Oh, I, I express my love through my words, not through my actions. If you love me, so who's taking out the garbage? Well, you are, dear. <laughs> then if you love me, why do you want me to get fashtunkin with all the garbage? So, you know, you're fooling everybody. And we can see this, Mamas, you can sense it. Anyone who doesn't follow the halachas and you just look for the light, at the end of the day, you don't even get the light. But those who are very strong in trying to keep all the laws of the halacha, even when it appears you're going to lose from it, at the end of the day, you'll merit the true light because you're doing the will of Hashem wholesomely. And we do the will of Hashem even on the outside. You only can gain. And there's many reasons for this. And now he is going to describe, I believe at the end of the day, it's six reasons. Because when we come to the end of the chapter, he summarizes it. One, two, three, four, five. Five separate reasons why this is so. Reason number one. You need to know, when Hashem tells us not to, to do something. It's not stum. Don't do it, you know, because I'm the boss. I just said so. And you're doing it because I'm the boss. You got to know that if the, if you're going to do actions that are not allowed, that gives the klipos the power to conceal things. Okay? And you're going to fall into the hands of the klipos. The klipos will conceal your soul. Because anything that the Torah says don't do, it means it's bad for you. If you do it, that means the klipos grab onto you, and that's mamish like death. So it's not possible to do an Avera and at the same time merit to get to the light and cleave to it. Because Averos conceal the soul with the klipos. It dulls the heart. And therefore, you think you're gaining... You're not. You're losing. The, the light has no place to go in. The simple example is father says to a child that looks like a very tasty thing. That drug looks that LSD, whatever. It looks very nice. I want you to know it's laced with meth. You're going to die. It looks so good. It's going to feel so good. You're going to die. It's poison. Now, what if the what if the uh, the kid says, "Listen, I love my father. He loves me. So it won't be so bad if I don't listen to my dad." And I take the poison. 
Now, how sensible is that? My father told me not to do this. Okay, but I, I, I love you, Dad. I really love you. But I'm going to take a little bit. I respect your opinion. Okay. So I'm going to eat some. And it's not so bad if I eat it. You're an idiot. Because what does love have to do with anything? Your father is warning you, not because of love, it's because you're going to kill yourself. So now, the Isurim and the Torah, they are poison to the soul. It's like they get an overdose, a lethal overdose. Hashem Yisbarak's warning us, those are klipas. And if you're not careful from getting dirty from that, you're going to be in danger, you have no connection. So what does it matter what you think in your heart? The son loves the father. He always loves him and is dead. What is up to have a dead son who loves his father? What is up to love us? I love you. But you're driving to Shul on Shabbos. You're killing yourself. What does it help from a, a dead person to love Hashem? So the deepest aspect is how we can tell is how much does a person recognize that the words of Hashem are absolute truth. And if Hashem says this is a klipa and it's usher, you could be sure it's only going to be bad for the person. And just like a person sees with his eyes, if you would see when a person does an Avera and you'd see part of his soul dying in front of you, it wouldn't be a test anymore. You just wouldn't do it. Because again, as he says in footnote, Reish Nun Aleph, as we know, the only good that exists is Hashem. And the only good and life only comes from Hashem. So you need to know if Hashem tells us it's Osir, it's not possible you could be good and live. Because the whole power of life only comes from Hashem. And therefore, you have to be very careful of sinning. Because when you're careful from sinning, the person proves his faith in Hashem. And he recognizes the unity of Hashem. And it's clear to him, there can be no benefit from a sin if Hashem told us not to do it. So the first point of why I can't just do random halachas and love Hashem on Shabbos is because as much as you love Hashem, you're killing yourself. Person says, what should I do, not go to shul? No! Sell the house! Move closer! I'm going to lose money. So? That's good. It's like the guy who wants to die rich. Good, so now your kids can fight over the money. Saving the wheels. You know? Spend the money. What what's the worst guy? You're moving well, it's, it's a little smaller, it's not what I'm used to, and I'm gonna You're dead! You're dead, man. Can you imagine the guy's dying? Go to the hospital. I don't go to the hospital. The hospital's a small room. It's like not convenient. It's I'm in my house. I'm in my house. I'm very comfortable in my house. But you're dying. You're getting a heart attack. You gotta go to the hospital. They're gonna take. I think they're gonna put this mask on my face. It's not. It's not. It's not a schmuck. But you're gonna be dead. People not realize this. That's why we try so hard to get people to convince them not to drive to shul. They just don't realize it. Even if we're giving them, you know, kosher scooters, they just adamantly refuse. They'd rather be Mechal Shabbos. It's sad. It's sad. We love them all. We try to be Mechal with them. But at the end of the day, if you try scaring them, scaring them, then you just will stop coming and they'll drive to another shoe. 
So what does it help? That's number one. We got time for one more. Number two, another thing. Not only does the sin dirty up your soul, but it also destroys all the worlds. As the Pusik says in Torah, Tzur Yelot Chateshi, where Rashi says, the rock from whom you were born, you have weakened it. Why? Because by doing sins, we weaken Hashem's realm, because that's why Hashem created the world. Not that we can make Him weak. Hashem created the world. If you miss us, the world works good. If not, it doesn't. This is a big rule. We need to know. You don't know anything that's going on in the world. You don't know what's good. You don't know what's bad. You don't know what fixes. You don't know what destroys. You have to listen to what Hashem, because only Hashem knows what's good and not. And you can't give your own boch svaris. As my Rebbe would say, that's a boch svaris. That's a, that's a logic from the belly, not from the brain. Because we have no idea what how, how things work and what's the final goal. We only know one thing. Hashem knows we should listen in. And anybody who denigrates the, the, the rules of Hashem that are clear in Allah, and you think you're doing it another way, it's like a person who buys a car and decides to use it in the wrong way, different than the way the manual says. The manual says put it on drive. Don't drive it always on third gear. I was going to drive uh, Don't drive with the parking brake on. <laughs> I'm going to drive with the parking brake on. You're, you're a moron. Okay? And therefore, we have to do all the halachas, even though you don't know the reason, even though we, there are some reasons that we have for Shabbos, even our do. And that's the famous analogy of the king who tells his best, biggest minister, you're going out to, to go to another country. Listen, one thing, don't make a bet under any circumstances. You know this, Moshe. So what happens, he goes over there and they said they make a bet with him for a million dollars that he has a scar on his back. And the guy says, oh, you want a bet? Oh, the king wouldn't ask me on that. There's a sure thing. So he makes a bet, he gets the million dollars. Comes back, the king is furious with him. Why? He said, I brought you a million dollars. You either I made a bet with that king that you wouldn't go in a bet. And if you do a bet, I'll lose $10 million. So you thought it's good, but the king knows better. You think it's good to drive to Shul on Shabbos. The king knows better. It's not good. Not only are you destroying your own Shabbos, you're destroying the world by doing that. Would it be better for me to sit at home? Yes. Would it be better for you sell your house? Matikun olam? You could be attacking yourself and the olam. So these are two out of the reasons why it's so important to follow. You don't want to poison yourself. You don't want to poison the world. You won't be able to accomplish any of those things.